Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We're bringing it to you again. Breaking things down just hours after the opening of the legal tampering window. The Steelers have been busy bees to say the least. Of course, the highlight of the moves is signing quarterback Mitch Trubisky, formerly of the Buffalo Bills. And Chicago Bears. Um, it, one of the more interesting moves of the day. Uh, the Steelers actually got him to a pretty decent uh, contract number. So in that sense, I'm okay with it. Um, the Steelers uh, added some competition with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. And they still kind of anticipate that they will sign, or excuse me, draft someone in April's uh, 2022 NFL Draft. I I do fully anticipate the Steelers to still be players in the quarterback market, and adding Mitch Trubisky really doesn't change anything for that purpose. I I still think they add a fourth member to this quarterback competition, and we'll just have to wait and see to see exactly who that person is going to be. But this move is probably the one and only that I've uh, liked of the day. Um, the Steelers have been players, like I mentioned. Um, they've uh, signed a few players. But the problem is they've also been dealing out some uh, decent amounts of cash, which is uh, makes things a little more interesting. Of course, the other outside free agent the Steelers have agreed to terms on was that of Mason Cole, the center-slash-guard formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, and Arizona Cardinals before that, a three-year deal uh, with up to uh, worth up to uh, $15 million, with $11 million paid out in the final two years of that three-year deal. Of course, all these contracts, I should say, the Steelers have signed with this year being very cheap for the team, team team-friendly deals in year one for all of these players. So yes, that is a positive. But besides that, the Steelers are paying a decent amount of coin to keep these guys in tow. The other big move that... uh, I don't think anyone was really expecting uh, today was that of re-signing right tackle Chooks Akorafora. Chukwuma Akorafora is back with your Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, I didn't think he was going to be a player um, that even sniffed $4 million, and he's getting more than double that per season. Uh, Three-year contract for Chooks Akorafora, over $29 million total over the length of his contract. Man, I don't know how to feel about this one. I'm not happy about it, really. Chuke struggled mightily for the Steelers at times. Um, and really, I know he has had some success in uh, or as a pass blocker, but as a run blocker, it's something he's kind of struggled at over the course of his career. Um, what, now entering year five with the team? I, I really don't think there's too much more room for a core four to grow. He's had a number of different offensive line coaches. Uh, n- not one has really kind of drawn anything more out of him. Sure, he's improved over the years because he was a, a, a backup player for a number of seasons. When he first got to Pittsburgh, uh, coming out of what, Western Michigan, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, he earned the starting spot. Um, and originally was going to be the team starting left tackle before flipping to the right side after Zach Banner's injury. But 
as we sit here right now, the Steelers' offensive line is looking a whole lot familiar to that of what it was a season ago. Is that a good thing? Ladies and gentlemen, is that a good thing? Because this offensive line, oof, pitiful. Maybe that's a good way to, to put it in the 2021 season. And right now we're kind of looking at four to the five names being exactly the same heading into next season. Another one of those things that makes it kind of somewhat interesting is uh, that both Zach Banner and Joe Hager are also on roster. Um, how many swing tackles do the Steelers need? Uh, Banner's the second highest paid uh, offense alignment on this team, and he's going to be a backup unless uh, for some reason Dan Moore Jr. loses his, his job at left tackle. And then Chooks four flips back to the left side and Zach Banner slides to the right side. That just seems all too complicated for all those things to have happened. So for the amount of money the Steelers gave to... Uh, Chooks a core for and Zach Banner and heck even Joe Hague you could throw in there how much of that could they have uh, combined and then added a little bit more to Slantron now Armstead it's just one of those things that I think of like I feel like the Steelers are paying a lot of guys a lot of money that are average to below average at best yeah Chooks a core for is the eighth highest paid right tackle in football now I don't think he is up to that level of play so the fact of the matter is is the team giving him that much money kind of hurts the soul a little bit um i don't like this contract i know it is cheap in year one uh a shade under five million dollars for chooks i I believe uh in his uh in his total salary not including uh uh, bonuses if i'm not mistaken for his year one total so in that sense, could he be cut after year one? I, I suppose it is possible, but for right now, if the Steelers were hoping to improve their offensive line this offseason, I don't know if they've done any of that. And perhaps they could land a, a big-time offensive lineman with their first-round pick. Maybe that helps a little bit, having a new center guard uh, combo inside. Yeah, that might be great, but the fact of the matter is the Steelers' offensive tackles are going to be exactly the same. You're going to have to hope for a big step from Dan Moore Jr., who, to me, was one of the only names I was comfortable with bringing back into this season as a starter anyway. Uh, not getting my wish, uh, but uh, we'll we'll give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt here. Um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, the new guard, uh, Cole, will bring to this team. But for right now, I'm not super keen on these moves the Steelers have made to a degree, Um, especially some of the restricted free agent deals, of course, giving Robert Spillane um, his RFA tender. Um, For Spillane, it's a little bit different. However, the Steelers gave a right of first refusal, which means uh, if Spillane were to sign a contract with another team uh, and the Steelers decide not to match it, the Steelers don't get any compensation. Um, So... In that sense, I was one that was a little concerned or confusing to me, especially because they gave uh, Marcus Allen a, a, a restricted uh, tender, meaning that that it's a little more expensive for the team for Marcus Allen, who hasn't really shown too much over a decent amount of time now with the Steelers. I believe entering year six, if I'm not mistaken, which uh, is considering he's being a special teamer slash healthy scratch for all that time. Almost a little surprised he's still on the roster. I know he's great for the locker room, but 
All these moves, uh, again, uh, I mentioned it a few times, uh, have been pretty head-scratching, and they are going to affect this team, of course. Uh, To me, right now, the Steelers' offensive line is not going to be that much better next season. I I know there's still money to spend, but the Steelers still need two starting corners. Uh, Their starting strong safety is gone, and I anticipate they want to bring in another inside linebacker before everything is all said and done. And once again, they're still uh, interested in Fletcher Cox along the defensive line, so... In that sense, I don't know how much more money there is to be spent in free agency, at least on offense. Sure, there could be some draft picks heading that uh, position group's way. But right now, I think the Steelers have kind of built their offense for next season. I know there'll be some rookies added to the fold, but right now, I don't know how much I love the offensive line that will probably look like Dan Moore Jr., Kevin Dotson, left guard, Kendrick Green, uh, center, uh, what Mason Cole at right guard, and then Chooks a core for reprising his role at right tackle. I, I don't know how I feel about that. It, it just seems like they're bringing back the same thing and, and trying to do the same thing again, which to me is kind of the definition of insanity for the, the team to continue to try to put the same thing on paper on the field. You think about the great Steelers offensive lines of just a couple years ago. Marquise Pouncey was a first-round pick. So was David DeCastro. Um, They built through the draft, and then they they developed very good players at either tackle spot. Heck, Marcus Gilbert, I believe, was a third-round pick. Um, I I know uh, Ramon Foster was a little bit later, but... Again, they were able to develop these guys and create a great offensive line. The Steelers, their line now looks like a bunch of undrafted guys and mid-round picks. This is just not a great way to build an offensive line, especially um, when some of the stats have been coming out that most of these last few Super Bowl champions, a lot of their lines are built, sure, through the draft with high picks, but also from outside free agents, which, like, uh, just look at the Rams, how many guys they brought in uh, across their offense line weren't even starter like weren't even original Rams to begin with so in, in that sense I don't love how the Steelers have put together this offensive line and I still think a lot of the fundamental issues will remain the same now hopefully they could land a Tyler Linderbaum in the draft and uh, improve the interior of that line considerably and have that first round pedigree and that first round talent in that unit and then make Kendrick Green your kind of interior swing guy. Yeah, I I think the team would would definitely be better then if they were able to swing that. But until they fill some of these other roles, I don't know if that's the position they'll be after. And heck, the Steelers could still be looking at quarterback with their first round pick, which if they do go quarterback in the first round, man, oh man, I'm a little concerned for the state of the offense with the offensive line looking the way it is. Now, Second half of the show, we'll look into uh, the defensive side of the football. What the Steelers still have to do, probably all within this legal tampering period, but so they don't get left behind the eight ball. But there's work to be done here, ladies and gentlemen. So more live mic action will be coming back to you in just a moment here with the second half of our show. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place 
for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Friends, it is time for the second half of the Live Mike podcast. If you enjoy the content you're getting here today and want more, that's a Steelers talk for me. Some of my opinion, especially during this time of uh, player uh, movements, uh, something that I consider my kind of forte and specialty. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. We can uh, chat about uh, all the moves the Steelers are making. Um, a little bit of negativity maybe swirling my page uh, the last uh, few hours here with the moves the Steelers have made. So um, hopefully they can give us uh, some reason to be happy and uh, some reason to uh, actually look forward uh, more so to this upcoming season because right now it, it, it doesn't feel like the team is improved very much at all. Sure, the quarterback position might look a little bit better with Trubisky and fold, but aside from that, it's still a little bit concerning. But getting back to the fact of the matter here and uh, the kind of the topic of the show is just for agency in general and how it's going to shape the future of this roster and this team, especially here in this 2022 season. One of the things the Steelers have to do first and foremost right now is uh, look at both their corner spots because at the time of recording, both Akella Witherspoon and Joe Hayden are still free agents. The Steelers don't have either starting corner right now. I'm sure the reports uh, before legal tampering happened uh, was that Akella Witherspoon would be re-signing. That deal hasn't been completed yet, so we'll have to wait and see there. But the Steelers need to re-sign or sign any corners, uh, two starters, and then figure out what they're doing at strong safety. Of course, Terrell Edmonds is uh, also able to test the waters of uh, the free agent pool. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, who the Steelers were believed to have some interest in, is also still available. So I I do expect some of these moves to be coming down uh, in the following hours. And heck, by the time this uh, even gets to your ears, the Steelers might have already addressed these positions. But As we sit here right now, the Steelers' secondary is in shambles and would be the weakest position group on this team. Because really, when you break it down without those guys on roster, your outside corners are Cam Sutton and, what, Justin Lane? James Pierre, maybe? Uh, Not not great. Sure, they re-signed Arthur Mollette, but he's struggled a lot at times. And again, one of those players I'm kind of surprised is back in the fold. Um... Really, there's just a, a number of issues with this team and a, a roster of defensive backs right now that is nowhere near good enough to enter the 2022 season and expect any results that are positive whatsoever, especially with the way the AFC North is shaping up. Uh, just look at the Cleveland Browns uh, adding Amari Cooper to the roster. If you think you're going to shut Cooper down, uh, I, I know Baker Mayfield's a quarterback. I know a lot of you are already thinking that joke, but if you think you're going to shut Amari Cooper down by slapping uh, Arthur Mollette on him, you got some uh, some real tough times ahead of you because that certainly is not going to happen. The Steelers need corners. Uh, they're going to need that desperately, especially when you look at the AFC uh, champion, the Cincinnati Bengals. you got to play them twice a year with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Travis Boyd. they got some pretty dang good receivers there in Cincinnati, and right now the Steelers don't have any corners. So they need to change that. They need to change that in a hurry. They need to 
bring in probably two, well, at least two, and it'd be nice if they had three starting capable corners that aren't already on roster at the time of recording uh, to this team. So... We'll have to wait and see what happens there, but of course, moves will be coming to the secondary. The Steelers cannot sit on their hands here and uh, just expect nothing to have happen. Of course, the Terrell Edmonds things, I, I, Terrell Edmonds, excuse me, thing, I, I do expect Edmonds to end up back on this team. Um, that's just more of a personal opinion than it is a rumor more than anything, uh, just based on how the safety market's kind of... Uh, shaken up with how many big names have kind of been added to the lists uh, in the last few days here with some key releases. I, I still think the Steelers will get things done keeping Edmonds in tow uh, in town with uh, with his partnership with Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, his uh, relationship with Terrell Austin, now defensive coordinator of the Steelers. I, I just think everything makes sense for Edmonds to stay. And from what I've kind of read, it seems like there's some sort of offer tabled to him and he's just uh, testing the open waters to see if uh, something else uh, is a better fit for him. I don't know if that fit will be there. So uh, that's where uh, my thought of Edmonds coming back to town kind of uh, all comes down from. So we'll have to wait and see what happens at both those corner spots and strong safety spots. But I do... I kind of foresee a number of the same names uh, being back in the mix heading uh, into this 2022 season. Past that, one of the other things you're going to have to see from this Steelers team is uh, what they're going to do at inside linebacker. This is a big one. Um, If they want to pay Joe Schobert that, what, nine million bucks that he is due um, this season. Uh, He was an average linebacker, if we're being honest with ourselves, and that's that's not average money that he is receiving. So if the Steelers were to want to keep things status quo, I think a lot of us would be surprised. And really, I think the right move here, considering their draft needs and where the the best linebackers of the draft are going to end up. I, I think the best way they go about this is by signing someone um, and probably someone with the that those ties to Brian Flores. I know I've mentioned some of these names before, but uh, someone like a Dante Hightower who the Steelers had interested in five years ago when he was a free agent for the first time. Then uh, he's he's got that uh, that 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 work relationship with Flores being his uh, linebackers coach in New England for a number of years. So I I kind of foresee a player along those lines being brought in. Doesn't necessarily have to be Hightower, but I I do anticipate someone else will be playing beside Devin Bush that isn't Joe Schobert and that player being signed. I I know there was a rumor that the Steelers were in on uh, Bobby Wagner. seems like Wagner's kind of picking between... uh, remaining on the West Coast in some capacity or joining his buddy uh, Russell Wilson in Denver. Um, So I don't know if the Steelers are true contenders there for the services of Bobby Wagner, but any quality inside linebacker that can slip in beside Devin Bush is basically anyone uh, to look out for because I I think there's a number of names that uh, would work well for this team and for this this linebacker room and for this coaching staff. So inside linebacker, that is another one to keep an eye on. I, I do... Like I mentioned, I do anticipate at least three moves in the secondary and at least one in the inside linebacker ranks. Uh, Outside linebacker-wise, I do believe Tuska is still already on uh, contract, so they'll still have to round out the position uh, behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Taco Charlton got another kick at the can to be a uh, relief edge rusher for this team, but once again, the Steelers won't go into next season with just three outside linebackers on the roster. Someone will be added to the position. 
And then once again, the defensive line, I still think the Steelers look to add someone. I, I know Stefan Tuit and Tyson Alualu are expected to come back healthy in 2022 alongside Cam Hayward, who to a degree had a career season despite being in his early uh, 30s already. Um, I think the defensive line could use another name. I, I think Isaiah Loudermilk is a, a good developmental piece and will take over at some point, but I think they still add someone. I don't know if they necessarily continue their pursuit of Fletcher Cox, but I think the Steelers absolutely do not want to be caught with their pants down again if their defensive line gets injured again. And then what we saw happen at the end of the last season, they definitely don't want that to repeat itself. So I do I do kind of see another name along the defensive line also being brought into the mix. Uh, special teams-wise, I think uh, you'll probably won't see a move uh, made uh, in any of the pure specialist roles at, at the very least until probably undrafted free agency. I think the Steelers do look to bring in a uh, punter to compete with Presley Harvin, who struggled a lot at the end of last season. So uh, there will be moves uh, made at these special teams positions, but I just don't anticipate any of those happening anytime soon. Now, as for what I would do here, um, as uh, we sit here right now, of course, I mentioned the the spots on defense that I expect the Steelers to target. Um, I I still think they're going to be players in that market, but offensively, I still, I'm not comfortable heading into next season with the offensive line in the way that it currently is. Uh, The Steelers, by sending Chooks a core for, certainly looks set at tackle, which uh, they did not improve whatsoever their tackle spot. Their only hope of any uh, production bump is if uh, Dan Moore Jr. takes a step forward between his rookie and sophomore seasons. I don't think we're going to see anything new from a core for uh, left guard. You, you just hope Kevin Dotson's in, in better playing shape. I, I know he's a, a physical specimen when it comes to the weight room, but his cardio and things along those lines have been an issue for him in the past so you hope Dotson can tie everything together and really make something of that left guard position for himself who knows what the plan is at center this is still like the big one for me I know the Steelers have signed Mason Cole um, who has center experience to a three-year contract that's worth more than Kendrick Green and Right now, I, I still think Cole probably slots into that right guard position to, to, to take over for Trey Turner because there really isn't anyone else to, to hold that spot right now. But, oh, man, oh, man, I, I don't know how I'd feel with Kendrick Green uh, coming into the next season as a starter at center. So one of the things to watch out for is when these signings get officially announced, what the Steelers call Mason Cole, like his position. If they call him a guard, if they call him a center, that does mean something. Of course, Kendrick Green was a guard in the draft, but they drafted him as a center, and that's where he played. So uh, wait for what the team calls him before uh, they we can actually start uh, plugging uh, options in along the O-line. But what I know right now is if Cole is the plan at center, the Steelers still need to find a right guard, and if Cole is a right guard, the Steelers still need to find a center. So the center market is drying up pretty quick. So maybe the Steelers have to focus that uh, that first round pick at a guard or a center and then Cole playing the opposite of either of those positions. And like I said, both the tackle spots um, themselves have already been filled. Um, the other moves the Steelers need to make on offense, um, I think their quarterback position is uh, filled out uh, pretty mightily uh, with the former first-round picks and, of course, Mason Rudolph, who we all know the Steelers claimed had a first-round grade, but uh, Trubisky 
Rudolph, Haskins. Uh, I don't think they're adding any more veterans to that room. But like I said at the beginning of the show, rookies probably going to be coming in tow. Uh, I just don't know what to think of the backup running back spot. I still think the Steelers need someone behind Najee Harris. I don't think Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland or Kalen Blage, any of those guys are the answer behind Najee Harris. So find him a number two, especially because if you're not going to improve this offensive line, you have to anticipate your running back is going to get injured at some point, especially when he's just getting beat up behind the line of scrimmage. That's when those plays, those negative plays that cause injury happen. So find a backup running back because right now you're not doing Najee Harris any favors by not fixing your offensive line. Uh, Tight end wise, the Steelers are set and this has been something that we've talked about a lot, but then receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster is still a free agent. Who knows what happens there? Um, You still got Deontay Johnson on a one-year deal and Chase Claypool, but aside from that, both James Washington and Juju are free agents. The Steelers need to do something at receiver. They probably draft one again, but you probably want some sort of veteran presence within your receiver ranks. Um, Sure, I'd happily welcome back Juju Smith-Schuster as that veteran. Who knows if he wants to uh, come back on another short-term deal with the Steelers. So all these things are still on the table. The Steelers are still players here in the market despite signing a number of guys. They've signed a lot of team-friendly deals we need to keep in mind here. So there are moves still to be made. The Steelers aren't done at free agency, but before we end the show, I, I just want to point out the Steelers have made how many signings? On the first day of legal tampering, when does this ever happen? Especially two outside signings. Um, one that will go down as the biggest uh, free agent quarterback contract um, of uh, this offseason, which in a way is kind of funny. I know it's Mitch Trubisky. It's not It's not some great game-changing quarterback that I know many of us hope for. But right now, he slots in easily as your starter. He's making the most money. So that's kind of the way to kind of anticipate it. I know the bills were very high on it, but heck, the Steelers signed Mason Cole to a three-year, $15 million deal. Mitch Trubisky, uh, three-year, or two-year, $17 million with the uh, upside of, I believe, 24. Um, yeah, th- this is not your, your typical Steelers move. Uh, a year after they weren't making typical Steelers moves, times are changing. So the Steelers are still going to be players in this market, like I've said, and I can't be more excited to see what move is next. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's edition of the Live Mike podcast. Make sure uh, this is Tuesday and the show's dropping and Jeffrey Benedict's uh, cutting room floor should already be out. So make sure to, to tune into that um, as well as the entire family behind the Steel Curtain podcast. You can catch them wherever you get your podcast from. And just remember to like, subscribe, five star, thumbs up, whatever what have you wherever you get your podcast it helps support us helps support the channel and helps bring you more great Steelers content which I know each and every one of you love and that's the reason why you're still listening to this podcast to begin with and finally, the last thing I want to say to each and every one of you is make sure to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Not only that, but we have the free agent tracker. So if you want uh, all your free agent signings all in one place from across the NFL, just click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is there for you, for your convenience. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Live Mike Podcast. A week from now, we'll have some more signings to break down. Who knows? Maybe even a trade. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the new league year is upon us. I couldn't be more excited for it, and we can break down more of this great stuff uh, pretty soon. So this has been the Live Mike. My name is Michael Beck, and we'll talk to you guys soon.